Hey there, everybody. Welcome to Fresh Out the Podcast, the only podcast that lets you podcast while you podcast. I am the Game Master and Board Game Guru, Jahananan. I am the co-host of Fresh Out the Podcast and Fresh Out the Box. I'm a retired child crimes and human trafficking detective turned tabletop titan and improv comedian. I'm Casualty CDG. I was wait. I was waiting for. I'm. I'm always used to saying, but you can call me Gary. You can't. You didn't say it. You can't. Oh, all right. Uh, well, I am the professional media movie mastermind, the funhouse, Drew Munhausen. I was trying to go fast, like, like Sonic the Hedgehog. No. Oh. Why did? Why might I ask? Why did you want to go fast, like Sonic the Hedgehog? Because Sonic, he's got. He's got to go fast. He, he's. He. He goes fast. That's his. Thing. I was That's his trying sh- his shtick. I was trying to serve you up a. Fucking segue, bro. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, because we're going to be talking about the Sonic movie? Is that what you're doing there? Well, just set yourself <laughs> up then. Drew's <laughs> <laughs> like, how do you like it? Damn. We're already, we're starting off on point here. Uh, yeah, Sonic. Sonic the Hedgehog came out uh, a little over a week ago. And so I kind of wanted to talk about it, but... Um, you know, it's it's it kind of got me thinking. Actually, it wasn't even Sonic that got me thinking. It was the new. There's a new Harry Potter movie out this weekend, right? A new Fantastic Beasts movie is out this weekend. Which, I mean, speaking for myself here, but I feel like I I know of it, and that's because I follow movies closely. But I feel like I've hardly seen any trailers. Like I haven't seen many TV sure. commercials. That it that it. I feel like it's kind of been invisible but that and i know there's a lot of behind the scenes thing with things with harry potter that's kind of weird but i was reading an article that said the new fantastic beast movie the the secrets of dumbledore i believe is what it's called is on track to make about 42 million dollars this weekend for its opening weekend now by comparison sonic 2 last weekend made 72 million so we're in a world where a new Sonic movie is making 70 plus million, but a, a new Harry Potter movie, which is, you know, a proven box office <laughs> dominator in the past. That's a, that's a Harry Potter spinoff. That's fair. not a Harry Potter movie. Fair. But it's yeah. in the Harry Potter world, and it's going to struggle to even hit 50 million <laughs> this weekend. It still is news to me that Sonic is almost double its numbers slam dunking on it. I'm still surprised about that. Yeah, and I, don't, I mean, I don't have it up in front of me of, like, every Harry Potter box office opening weekend, but I can assure you, I know it's a lot. I know oh, especially yeah. the seventh movies, part one and part two, were, like, mega, mega big, and I think the Fantastic Beast movies have steadily declined. I haven't even seen the last one. I've, I've heard it wasn't very good. It was not very good. <laughs> And I've seen mixed reviews of the, of the new one. But anyway, I just... So that got me thinking of, you know, established IP and video games and all this kind of stuff, which there's, there's kind of a lot to dig into there. But, um, John, you actually saw Sonic 2, right? I did. I saw it for the podcast. I, you know, I try to do my homework sometimes, at least. Uh, and, you know, this actually looked good, uh... The introduction of Tails that we knew was coming from, like, the end credit scene of the last movie. Uh, and the first one was not bad. And I was excited 
to see what seemed to like it was going to be a more fully formed Eggman character from Jim Carrey. Uh, he was like the guy this time. Like he was actually Eggman uh, from the games, and it was it was great. I I liked it. Uh, I mean, like and if Gary, you're going to go to a family game uh, movie night, like this this is good. Gary, you've seen the first one, right? Yeah, yeah, I watched the first one on Hulu uh, long after it came out. And and what are your feelings on it? I thought it was good for a kid's family movie, mm-hmm. and I will, uh, when they announced the second one, I was like, I'll watch that when it's on a streaming service. I'm looking forward to it being on a streaming service, but it's not a uh, run out to the theater type of film for me. Yeah, I think you hit the nail on the head when you said, you know, for a kid's movie. Like, it is... It is yeah. unabashedly a kid's movie, and the second mm-hmm. one is too. And I think when I first started watching the newest one, at the beginning, I was like, this is kind of silly. And then I had to put myself back, you know, and say, oh, you know, this is a kid's movie. I was in a theater where there were some kids, and they were loving it. I mean, laughing, and, and we'll we'll get to that. There but... is nothing I hate more than the sound of a child laughing. <laughs> Which is why you wait for these movies to come on streaming instead of going to the theater on the within its first week. That's exactly right. <laughs> I like that in the image search I did to put up during the pod, uh, the original Sonic design is up in the mix. <laughs> I don't know if you remember. Oh yeah, I remember well, seeing that's... that man. I was I was also upset. I was like, what the hell? Like he really does look like the kid from Jumanji when he was turning into a monkey. That's where these movies are unique, right? I mean, they that first trailer came out. There was immediate fan backlash. Within a week or so, the studio was like, ah, we're going to fix it. And then, you know, it went quiet for a bit. And then they came back and people liked the look of Sonic once they took it back to what Sonic actually looks like. And uh, and the, <laughs> the first movie did really well. So it just goes to show for them, at least in this occasion, listening to the fans helped. They did what the fans wanted. It made a lot of money. And now here they are two years later with a sequel. And um, the sequel is bigger than a Harry Potter trilogy spinoff. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah so it's big. It, they did the thing. Exactly. So, um, and yeah, and I'm with you, Jahan, and, and we can talk about it a little bit, Sonic 2. Um, which, yeah, I mean, it's a kid's movie, mm-hmm. again. So you got to, you know, make sure you go in with that mindset. You know, we're not, we're not going to sit down and watch you know, Citizen Kane here or something. This is a Sonic movie, but it's, it is really fun. And there were a lot of gags in it that made me laugh. And I remembered watching mm. the first one. My big takeaway was, oh man, it's like, it's like the Jim Carrey of old, you know, this is like Jim Carrey back in the, the days of the mask and Ace Ventura is kind of what it felt like in Sonic. And he is, you know, on that same level, if not even more so in the second one. I mean, just doing his thing. And I loved it. I loved that part of it. I lo- And I like seeing Jim Carrey working. You know, I wish he was doing more than some Sonic movies, but I get it, you know? Yeah. I, th- no, I mean, it, it was good. Uh, the, the, you know, the plot tracked. It was, you know, point A to point B. They did it. <laughs> it happened. Uh, I liked Dr. Robotnik being the way he was. It was very good. Um... I, I also had some, some laugh moments. Um, I mean, there's what, what can you say about this movie? You know, it is a kid's movie. Um, right. And it, well, I, th- I think on that note, I, one of the things I thought was interesting is I know, because I have 
have had some friends in the past that have been much bigger fans of Sonic than me. And Sonic, the games have a lot of lore. I mean, yeah. there, there really is a lot of lore. And the movie, the second movie got into that a little bit more than I thought. I mean, we get into the chaos emeralds and all that kind of stuff is like a big kind of MacGuffin plot points of, no. of the new one. Um, and of course, Knuckles is, is the other big part. Knuckles of was great. He was, he was. And Idris Elba was good, you know, good voice for Knuckles. And, and he's not, it's not like he's in it a little bit. Like Knuckles is, is definitely a big part of the movie. And, but I mean, I think that if you go into this movie, knowing anything about movies and, and about Sonic, you can kind of guess what's going to happen yeah. because, you know, anybody that knows the games knows that Knuckles has been primarily an ally for Sonic and, uh, you know, as the years have gone on and yeah. he's built up to be the bad guy. In I, this like, one. I like the way they build it up. I like the way that he like slowly like notices that Jim Carrey is Dick <clears throat> and, you know, uh, I don't know. It was pretty good. Oh, and no, then notices that he's a Dick. I thought you just mm. said notices his dick at first. And that, yeah. Knuckles notices right. Jim Carrey's dick for a and children's movie. Like, but, um, what is that thing? Hedgehogs don't have dicks. Yeah. But, um, so yeah, so that's Sonic. And then also, I mean, Gary, there, there's a post credits scene in this movie. Do you there care is. if I spoil that for you? Uh, is it related to chili dogs or does it have the two robots from the cartoon? No, neither. All right, go ahead then. It, uh, it does. So spoilers for Sonic the Hedgehog two for the, Spurler. for the post credits. Spoiler alert! Spoiler alert! In five, four, three, two, one. So it it shows uh, Shadow the Hedgehog is what is what we're given. Oh yeah. So that's that's gonna be it. After Shadow, then you have to start digging down for some really bad characters like Rogue and uh, Amethyst and characters like that. So this will probably be three. They'll probably be three and done, and that's good. Isn't there a little bat? Girl. Yeah, yeah, that's Rogue. That's Rogue. Rogue. Okay, yeah. okay. Rouge, yeah, so, maybe. Rogue. Which I'll say this: I saw Shadow, and I just kind of was like, "Oh, yeah, you know." But there was a kid in my theater who legit yelled out, "Yes!" Yeah, when he I saw, lost. I mean, that kid was all for it. So I know this is going to get over with the young Sonic fans. That's the next character. That's the last one. Like that's there's cool. There's three cool characters. It's Sonic, Knuckles and Shadow. And so yeah. they did it. Yeah, that's going to be great. I'll agree. Looking forward to that. And and Sonic's interesting because right, the, the original Sonic games came out when we were young, you know, young kids. Yeah. And so we've kind of grown up with it. I was looking at the at Sonic the Hedgehog game releases and there's supposed to be, you know, a new, I guess, mainline, one of the 3D platformer games coming out this year in 2022. But the last one that came out was back in 2017 of the of kind of the mainline is, games. There was, was a that spin-off. the one where you got to make unleashed? your own Sonic? Let's see, the last one was, I'll tell you, it was Sonic Forces came Forces. out in... In, uh, yeah, I forgot that there was one where you can make your own Sonic game. It's pretty cool. <laughs> yeah, it, looked, it, it looked pretty terrible. I mean, I'm a make my own character guy, but that looked pretty uninspired. I don't even see Sonic Forces. Uh, there was there was a Sonic and Mario Olympics Olympic Games spinoff that came out in 2020. Yeah, they keep doing those. That are they're 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 supposed to be pretty fun. Uh, yeah, no Sonic's dope. I liked a lot of the callouts. <clears throat> I, I keep forgetting that the city they live in is called, like, Green Hills or whatever, which is funny. Uh, 
you know, because that's a Sonic reference. Uh, and then when he's calling his dad, and his dad's ringtone for him is the Sonic theme song. It's pretty funny. Uh, there's a couple moments yeah. like that. I don't know. I don't know what else to say about this. It was. Right. Yeah, I'm not looking for like an in-depth <laughs> dissection by any means, but I I was just there were so many things around it because like I was saying that last game came out in 2017. Yeah. I'm in this theater where there's some kids that are pumped and they had to be you know eight nine. So I'm like okay, younger kids like retro games, man. Well, I, yeah, I mean I guess so. I'm my like I guess obsessed these games are, with, are still uh, getting in front of kids. You know these kids are still growing up playing Sonic games. You know yeah. it's, it's not too old for them. I guess that's that's what. It, when I started thinking about, like, oh, that kid would have been three when the last <laughs> game came out. Like, oh, okay. My, t- my teenage cousin's obsessed with uh, Mega Man. You know? Yeah. Like, one, one of his favorite games came out when I was, like, eight. <laughs> Mega Man X. And, like, yeah, no, I think I think it's a whole... I think, I think that kids are into the older games, honestly. Um, that'd be a good one. Mega Man. Mega Man would be a good new franchise. Well, obviously, you know, it's a matter of time before they're announcing Sonic 3, which will probably be out in 2024 if yeah. they're able to turn it around as fast as they did this one. And, um, you know, it made good money. But, um, you know, that gets into the overall topic of the video game movie, which or or I should I shouldn't even say video game movies because there's so many. Obviously, there's a Halo TV show that's on right now. So it's so it's video game adaptations, I guess is the way to put it. And, uh, you know, uh, I'm, I'm not breaking new ground here by saying that video game adaptations tend to have a, a pretty negative connotation with them because the overwhelming majority of them have been pretty bad. Um, you know, looking at you, Doom, the movie. But, <laughs> I was going to call out Uwe Boll and Postal. You know, speaking of well, he... Ball, I, I made a list of a bunch of video game movies, and I didn't even put any of his on there because he did so many. He did them. Uh, he did them bad on purpose. Yes, mm-hmm. that's correct. For anyone who doesn't know, uh, he's German, right? It was it was a German like film program that he was exploiting. I right? think that's right. So something like that. There was a some European country. He. Uh, there was some sort of uh, initiative to try and make their cinema better, uh, and so like people were being offered these government grants to make movies. So he bought up every video game IP he could and turned out garbage movie after garbage movie after garbage movie and made a mint. Uh, by taking yeah. advantage of a government program. So that's that's about that's about it. Uh, yeah, you nailed it. What a dickhead. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he also challenged people to come fist fight him. Anyone that wanted to talk bad about his movies or talk bad about him. Hey, you he, know he what, actually, Bull? I'll come fight you. <laughs> he actually did fist fight fans. Yeah. You could, you could Google it. I'll fight him. Check it out on your Google machine. I, I'm always challenging celebrities to fights. So, uh, here, I listen. can't wait. <laughs> For one of them to say yes, and I have to That's drag just, my tubby ass into a ring. It's gonna be the that you know the moment that you're waiting for on the stream that big moment of exposure. That's gonna be the one <laughs> when someone finally answers the challenge. The fight when John. you just get your ass beat by Uwe Boll in the middle of an octagon. Oh, he'd probably kick my ass. I'm very <laughs> out of shape. I'd bet on you, Jahan. I mean, you got some strength in in. Those I do. Cannons, like maybe? in my prime, I could probably fight him. But I, <laughs> I'm a tubby piece of shit these days. <laughs> uh, I'm all processed sugar and no movement. 
these days. Here, here. Government's so gonna a... come and take my foot. <laughs> there was a recent interview with one of the main producers on these Sonic movies that was on, it's on a podcast called the town um, that you can listen to. It was actually really interesting, but they, they kind of got a lot, you know, spoke a lot about big franchises and things like that. But I think that what we're seeing and, and again, bringing back the fantastic beasts comparison is that, you know, obviously Hollywood is all about IP now and anything they can get their hands on as far as franchises and things that they can develop into, into, you know, three, four, five, six movies that are going to make, you know, billions of dollars down the line. That's that's the goal. And if any Hollywood producers are out there listening, start buying up tabletop game IPs. There are already writers who have written adventures. There are already whole worlds fleshed out. Yep. Instead of buying books, buy tabletop things. You know, you've already bought the comics. It's the next step. Be a good the point, because there is... There is a Dungeons and Dragons movie that's in development, but to your point, there's so many more tabletop games that people overlook. Like, I mean, that community is thriving with every so, game. Like imagine. Vampire is getting a TV show, but mm -hmm. there are so many more. There's so many that would make good Netflix with or Hulu rich, shows. Wonderful lore, like yeah. it would be great. Yeah, no, absolutely, I agree, one thousand percent. What are some of the ones you'd want to see, Gary? Uh, I'm. I know this is cheesy because we're playing it, but Wild Sea. I, Wild I think Wild cool. Sea would make a great uh, Netflix show. Yeah, which that one is the whole world is taken over by these giant iron trees. Uh, it's thousands of years in the future. Don't base it off our game, though. There are sentient colonies of like bug people who can talk and are bipedal. Uh, they're jellyfish folk. They're regular humans. They're rock folk and golems and ghosts. Uh, and you sail across the top of these trees on giant saw prod ships. So I think that would just be a cool universe. It would translate very itself. well to a visual medium. Yeah, it's yeah. Uh, we're we're always talking about how it reminds us of uh, Miyazaki. So like, it'd be good. Uh, another one, I think. Uh, I think Deadlands would be a good one. Deadlands would be cool, bro. That see, like that's one. That's a great example because that one has deep lore. And I think you could do like a Deadlands HBO show. Yes. No, I mean, because, like, it's got, it's got, uh, you know, undead gunslingers. It's got, like, weird West magic. It has, you know, urban, I don't know. There's a lot of yeah, TTRPGs. Tremors, tremors yeah. magic, machine guns, <laughs> you name it. Mormons? Mormons, yeah. Right. It's got Mormons and helicopters in the Wild West. Those Mormons and their Wild West helicopters. Anyways... You know, I, I actually didn't mind the tangent because it's it's relevant. Like I, you know, we y'all y'all. It, it could be a real thing, right? Like they mm -hmm. they've tapped the well on pretty much everything they can regarding movies and TV shows and digging into the past. I mean, heck, they just announced like a Wonder Twins movie or show or something <laughs> for HBO Max. I mean, they're grabbing anything they can, and so video games is it has been kind of unsuccessfully explored in the past because there have just been so many bad adaptations because i think that a lot of these filmmakers just don't really understand they don't respect the core the of these games yeah. like what makes them good um and you know they'll they'll eventually tap out of all these video games that they can and, and they'll move on to the next thing and maybe tabletop games are that thing you know who knows but um I mean, they already did yeah, battleship I, yeah i mean good board Lord. games they've done that they you know don't grab anything so it's just it's just interesting but i was looking at even 
in the past couple of years or, you know, past three to four years, some of these ta- uh, uh, movies based off of video games that have come out that you don't even realize it. Like, Jahan, you and I talked about Werewolves Within, mm-hmm. you know, on, on the show before, and that was based off a game. You, We saw the Resident Evil reboot movie, which, of course, that's probably the most successful of the video game franchise. Or Possibly. I should say video games into franchises. Like, there, how many Resident Evil movies were there at a time? Five uh, that that made decent amounts of money. Now they've rebo- rebooted it. We have a, got a reboot of. Mortal and they're making Kombat a show. They're making year. a live action Resident Evil show, I believe, as well. Mm-hmm. And they had the anime, and then we had the arcane show that was uh, League of Legends based. That was on Netflix. You had Uncharted oh. just came out <laughs> this year. Don't forget that Dota show that's also on Netflix. <laughs> that's uh, true. They started a Dota show and a League of Legends show at the same time, which is. If you're a, a gamer, those are kind of the two games. You either play League or you play Dota. You're either a League guy or a Dota guy. There's not a lot of bleed over. And so for Netflix to make both shows at the same time come out, I thought was really funny. Uh, you know, Netflix doesn't care about your game war. They don't get, They don't care at all. They make money no matter what. I'm a Heroes of the Storm guy, actually. Oh, there you go. <laughs> I think it was, uh, I think it was 2018... We got Rampage and Tomb Raider, a Tomb Raider oh. reboot. We got Detective Pikachu in 2019. Detective I mean, Pikachu they're doing, was really good. That was that's probably one of the best ones. It was I really completely good. agree. I had to stop and hold my finger up. I would like to see more of that live action Pokemon world. They did such a good job, man. Like the Pokemon yeah. felt like they were there. You know, it was the closest we've ever been. To true happiness. I don't care if it's more Detective Pikachu. I just want to see more of that setting, whatever it is. Give me, give me another, another taste, please. I agree, and I mean that was obviously a good way to go. You attach a big star to it because you had Ryan Reynolds voicing Pikachu, which I remember when that news broke originally. It was just nuts, but um, but I mean, still not even (laughs) saying him, but like in general, do that. Like put movie stars in a Pokemon movie and make it a live action thing in that world and have just a weird bizarre plot and but that like that works i thought i think that movie did pretty well and yes. so i'm kind of surprised that it's been a few years and we haven't heard of anything else in that world i know there's been a pandemic between then and now too which can of course can halt things but yeah i mean i'd, I'd go see another pikachu or not even another pikachu but another live action pokemon world yeah. movie in a heartbeat you remember the fan videos that he was uh, Pikachu was voiced by Danny DeVito. Uh, yeah, Danny DeVito yeah. instead of Ryan Reynolds. Oh yeah, it's what it should yeah, have been. Like, that is what it should have been. Should've I would been. Love, oh man, it's not too late, man. Make another one. But then you've got all these games that have been made into movies and, and stuff. You got Prince of Persia, Assassin's Creed, Need for Speed, Warcraft, Street Fighter, Hitman, Silent Hill, Max Payne, Doom, Super Mario. I mean, these are all quite the things, spectrum which there. You get the notoriously bad like of course the Super Mario Brothers movies the movie that came out forever was ago fantastic. was fantastic. Like notoriously bad. It was such a good movie. I loved that movie when it came out. Who played Max Payne in the Max Payne movie? Uh, Marky Mark. Marky Mark, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I think I did see that piece of dog crap. I was trying I to think did. if I saw that, and I was like, was it Mark Wahlberg? It yeah, was. I think <laughs> I, yeah, I think that was really bad. 
I remember thinking Warcraft looked cool, and then I thought that movie was practically incomprehensible. And I know that Defenders was upsetting. As someone who knows a lot about that lore, I was not very pleased (laughs) with what was going on. I like the way that Warcraft orcs look. They're my favorite orc design. Yeah. And so that alone was enough for me in the movie. The orcs were really cool. And a lot of the, the fights uh, between the humans and the orcs, the clashes on the battleground were cool. It had some movie cool stuff, was, but the movie was boo-boo. Yeah, it was. I have never watched it again. And no. it's by no stretch of the imagination a top 10 anything list. But the orcs look cool. Ten, top 10 worst <laughs> Warcraft adaptations. Ooh, top what my... I guess it's not even top 10 best. Oh, my God. One of my all-time favorite Gary just media reviews in general. Gary, can you tell me about your experience with the Assassin's Creed movie? <laughs> oh man. So so I was I was at home, I was watching movies and I watched Garfield, the live action Garfield movie. Uh it was really bad, but I knew it was going to be bad, but I was ready. You know what I mean? I sat through it, I watched it, and then I put on the Assassin's Creed movie is kind of a, a palate cleanser for the Garfield movie. Why? And Assassin's it was so bad. I had no idea it was going to be so bad. Like, when you're in the Assassin's Creed game, you just sit in a chair. And that's how it works. The chair, fuck it, the chair plugs into your brain, and it sends you to the place, the Animus, right? But in the movie... Whenever you're in this giant computerized room that's, like, surrounded by cameras and lights with wires so you can, like, jump and flip all around the room, that way, during the action sequences, they can just cut back to the Animus room and show the actor flying around on wires. Like, what is happening? You just... (laughs) You've made it so much harder and so much worse all at the same time. Just... uh, And that was just one of the things. Anyways... Uh, I got about three quarters of the way through it. It was so bad, I turned it off, and then I put on Garfield again as a palate cleanser uh, <laughs> and watched Garfield from beginning to end a second time, and I have no regrets. I just love the combination of Garfield and Assassin's Creed, and I think you're only ever going to get that from Gary. Which, uh, speaking Creed. of Garfield, did you ever see the, uh, the sequel, A Tale of Two Kitties? <laughs> yeah. yeah I haven't yeah. seen any of those movies yeah if I have my story correct here I love the story about the Garfield movies because you know famously voiced by uh, Bill Murray mm-hmm. you know Garfield and I <laughs> I believe the story is the the movie was presented to uh, to Bill Murray and the uh it was written by a man named Joel Cohen, uh, but that's Cohen, C-O-H-E-N, not <laughs> Joel Cohen of the Cohen brothers, you know, Joel and Ethan Cohen. And so <laughs> I believe the story goes that he saw that Joel Cohen was involved in the movie, signed on to the movie, and then after the fact realized that it was not the Joel Cohen that he thought of the Cohen brothers, but he was already signed to this movie, so he, he just had to do it at that point. <laughs> I don't know if that story is true. I've, um, I've heard that he was misled into being in that movie. That's I've also heard that. I mean, watching that movie, it's really easy to see. I, I know that Bill Murray is not really known for his... You know, coming on the scene and giving the most effort, you know? He, he's, he, he doesn't exert a whole lot of effort when he does anything. 
he really isn't exerting a lot of effort with the Garfield voice. He's not trying at all. He cashed out. Wikipedia says, according to Murray's Reddit AMA, he was interested in voicing the titular character because he mistook the screenplay's writer, screenplay writer's name, Joel Cohen, for Joel Cohen of the Cohen Brothers. He accepted the role briefly skimming through the script. But the co-writer has disputed his claims, saying that basically that it was horse shit. Now, I, you know, I don't know, but uh, it, it's a funny story. Funny. Anyway, I'm glad that we managed to go on a Garfield tangent um, during a video game movies discussion. Well, so we ended up going on an Assassin's Creed tangent, and that's a video game movie. True. So so I guess that brings up the question, you know, we, we obviously had good things to say about Detective Pikachu. Um, but of, you know, of all the the video game media that you can think of what are what are your favorites do y'all have any favorites from it doesn't even have to be one of the ones i've said if there's one you can think of when you told me that we were going to talk about video game movies there was only one i could think about i i, I hit writer's block i hit a wall i thought of one and i was like well i guess that's it there is only one video game movie and, and after this convert yeah that's right yeah i know Double Dragon. Yeah, Double Dragon. I knew what you were going to say, Gary. Yeah, that's the best one. I knew exactly what you were going to say. That's it. You don't really... I So, like, I kind of... I didn't mean to stop thinking. You know what I mean? I could have prepared <laughs> more for this conversation, but why bother when Double Dragon exists? Which I think I've seen when we were kids at your house. I think you made me watch that movie one time. Yeah. I think it's the only time I've seen it still to date, but I think I watched it at your house. Rocks, bro. Back when that Netflix um, Xbox app still worked and you could log in and go sit down in a movie theater with a friend, Jahan and I watched Double Dragon together one night. We I watched the whole thing that. on Netflix in a in a video Man, game they got movie rid of that theater. Digital movie theater. That's a bummer. We were both on our headsets talking the whole time. That has to have been relatively recent then. I mean, while I say that, like, within the past 10 years. Well, that was when you and I were living together, Drew. We, it was when we were in that apartment on South um, Mason. That would have been around 2013 or 2014, around that time. So there so, you yeah. go. Yep, that's exactly right. And yeah, that was... Uh, Jahan, I think, had already seen Double Dragon in yeah. the past. And of course, I had seen it a number of times. Uh, and it's just something else. It's it really so is I don't, I don't know if good's the word, but it's definitely in its own category. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I, I got quite a few. I, I feel like I like a lot of them. Uh, you know, Resident Evil 1 through 3, I'll actually, you know, those, I think they're pretty good. Uh, the first one's dope. Second one, probably my favorite. Third one, even though it's completely, completely, completely off the rails, it's so far from anything resembling the video game. It's still a good movie. I think it's probably, like, action movie-wise, Resident Evil 3 is probably the coolest. Uh, it has the right amount of graphics. The zombies look good. Uh, the fighting's cool. I kind of like the apocalypse angle. Um, I also like the Mortal Kombat movies. Uh, the first one's dope. I don't care what anyone says. Uh, the second one... It's not good, but I will watch it again and again because it is entertaining. Uh, and there's some cool stuff in it. Uh, the new you like Mortal the one that came out last year. That's the third one. Yeah. Did you, did you like that one? Yes. More or less. So the main character, stupid. Uh, why are you gonna add an original okay. character? 
Like, what are you doing? <laughs> That's exactly where Resident Evil went wrong. They added an original character so they could do their own story. Um, but when Kung La- so I, so I knew what to expect. Right, we're watching this. This is when my family, my aunt and uncle's house flooded, and they were living with us for six months uh, with their son. And we were having them on one of our movie nights, and <laughs> we put this on. And when Kung Lao, I was waiting for it, man. When Kung Lao surfboards that flying creature into his buzzsaw hat, and my entire family went, oh! <laughs> like, that That was awesome. It was everything I ever wanted. Um, I thought that it was actually pretty John, decent. You never cease to surprise me with these, because like I just love the idea of you having a family movie night and the newest Mortal Kombat being your like the movie that everybody gathers. My family's weird, bro. Watch. I think it's so cool that some people have families. <laughs> <laughs> my fa- my family is interesting, man. They like to watch, uh, like they're, I don't know, man. They they're like really into the show Lucifer, <laughs> and like they watch it with my my cousin. Uh, I don't know, man. Like I'm pretty sure if I'd even asked my wife to watch the newest Mortal Kombat movie with me, she would have laughed in my face. My mom uh, that was one has I watched seen, on my own. My mom's seen every episode of Attack on Titan to date. <laughs> so. You know, so my my wife and I watched the Mortal Kombat movie the day it came out. We couldn't wait to see it. Um, they could have done better. Yeah, they have the but Kano. Oh my god, Kano! Kano stole the show. Kano but stole I think, the show. I think that movie wasn't. Uh, it wasn't completely dog poo on the bottom of your shoe. Uh, it was like maybe if you give these guys another chance, they could make a sequel. Just give them, let them have some time and some money. Uh, they're almost on to something. I thought it was I thought it was perfectly watchable. As far as I know, the plan is for them to make a sequel. I know the kind of the online consensus, like the Twitter hives were, you know, basically making fun of the fact that it's called Mortal Kombat and they talk about the Mortal Kombat tournament and of course the one thing that's not in the movie is the Mortal Kombat tournament. <laughs> it's all the lead up to it. Yeah. Um so if they do a sequel that actually has Mortal Kombat in it, I think that would be super fun. But I, I agree, there were some fun Those kills were, in it. It was it was fun to watch. Those um, fans were probably the same fans that complained when Book of Boba had Mandalorian in it. It's not named the right thing. That's the wrong guy. <laughs> they didn't even do the thing. Uh, they were just mad that Bryce Dallas Howard did the best episode of that show. But yeah. Uh, no, nah, man, there's a lot of good ones. Uh, I actually, man, like, it's not good by any stretch of the imagination, but the Super Mario's brother, <laughs> see, I'll watch it again right now. I thought it was dope. Like, when I was a kid, man, I was like, whoa. Because, like, to me, right, they reimagined it in such a cool way. I don't know, man. Like, it was, I love the Goombas. Uh, they're, they're all big. You remember? They were, like, gigantic. And they had yeah, the little I- heads. I remember. I think we all remember, but the only one who thinks it was good around here is you. I, I thought it was dope. Um, and then, obviously, Detective Pikachu, we already said, fantastic. Um, Hitman Detective was not Pikachu, good. Detective Pikachu's up there for me. I know... Um, you. Know, I actually have a soft spot for the 2018 Tomb Raider movie that came out with Alicia Vikander. I think it's it didn't get that much noise around I it. I 
it's not like amazing by any means, but it's totally serviceable. And she's she's good in it for like an origin reboot. They're supposed to make a second one, but I think it's you know just been stuck. But... I could make a, uh, I think I could make a really good Hitman movie. I just decided it right now. So the thing with the Hitman movie is it doesn't really need the plot, and <laughs> Agent Forty Seven doesn't need to talk. What needs to happen is there needs to be like a camera drone flyover of like a huge mafioso estate, like this giant Italian estate. And you see all these different things like a flower delivery and you see like, you know, a a car in the back taking a body away. They were doing like a wake or something. And then the movie is just an hour and 45 minutes of the hitman. He goes in, he does a route, he kills the guy, and then it snaps back, and the hitman's back outside, and he does a whole different route, and he goes in different costumes, kills the guys. Because that's the thing about the hitman game that's so cool, is the replayability of the level, all the different things you can do, how you can interact with the same NPCs in different ways. It's not about how great the plot is. No one's playing hitman games because the dossiers are so great. They're playing to figure out all the different cool ways you can interact. That's what the movie should be. And I think I think that's why Hitman might lend itself to being a good, you know, Netflix series or something of that sort, because that's even how the games work. Uh, the games have adapted where they do a bunch of, you know, seven or eight big sandbox levels where there's a ton of objectives you can accomplish. So you can do it one way, go back and replay it and do it a completely different way. And those games are actually really great. And if they did a show that way, where it's like every, almost like not an anthology series, necessarily, there could be a continuous plot, but like change the setting for every episode. They need to do it. They need to do a Bandersnatch style. Do it. What style? Bandersnatch. Bandersnatch style. Did you guys not do the Bandersnatch? You guys didn't do Bandersnatch? Bandersnatch is Netflix Black Mirror Choose Your Own Adventure show. Oh, I remember this. I never watched it, but I Dude, know. Dude, it was awesome. <laughs> it, it, it was it was really cool, man. Uh it was because uh, I, I, I love I've always loved Choose Your Own Adventure stuff. I think that Hitman would be great. There's also one with Bear Grylls that's stupid. But <laughs> you uh are you on the edge of your seat waiting for the one with Fanu Day and The Undertaker? I don't know what that is. It's The Undertaker from WWE, and it's The New Day, and they're trying to escape and not get killed and tracked down and haunted by The Undertaker in, like, a haunted house. Oh, that's dope. It sounds like he's making it up. This is... It's real. No, 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 no. I I think I've actually heard of this one, too. Uh, I'd watch that. Me me and Jenny like sitting down and doing... Man, it's fun to do with, like, your spouse. It's fun to sit down and, like... (laughs) <laughs> choose your own adv- I don't know man like Bandersnatch is crazy Bandersnatch has a hilarious amount of options um and like you, there's no way you could watch every ending uh <laughs> like in a lifetime or something it's ridiculous um but no I think Hitman would be really cool like that uh yeah there's so many that have potential well and and let me talk it's about talking about potential essence of the game that's yeah. what Jahan was saying earlier is people who are making the movie may not understand the essence of the game of the movie they're making. Hitman, the essence of the game, is doing the same level a different way. That's the essence of the game. (laughs) It doesn't doesn't matter all the cool one-liners he has or what actor you get to play him if you're doing it wrong. You know a movie on this list we haven't given enough love to? Street Fighter. 
movie. I think that we've rules. given it the appropriate amount of love. The movie rules, uh, man. Which is which is none. Well, now that you've brought up Street Fighter, some of those Street Fighter animes were actually really dope. Some of the ones that came out in the sure. early and mid '90s, they sure. were they were actually pretty hot fire. Yeah. What else is on your list, Drew? You got any other? Because well, like I'm trying to draw a blank on what I was going to transition to was just what's coming up. You know, obviously we spoke uh, about Halo in depth, which is still ongoing. Which, to be honest, I haven't caught the last two episodes. I'm I just watched the first is. two. I plan. I do plan to catch up with it, but I've just been busy and it hasn't been a priority. So maybe that tells I can do you it, enough man. about it. Um, because whereas the other shows, Moon Knight and Winning Time, I'm still watching, and I'm, I'm up to date on those, but, like, but Halo's the I don't know if I, I can do it, man. Like, it feels the same. Like, I also tried to watch Monster Hunter for this discussion, because I'm oh, a yeah, huge... Oh, yeah, I forgot mo- to put that on the list, but I'm that's a huge Monster one. Hunter fan. I pulled it up, I found where to watch it, I pulled it up, and I was like... I can't do it, man. I just can't do it. It looks so bad. <laughs> like, I don't know why. It. Like I've, I've been wanting to watch it, and I almost went to a theater to see it, but it, I think the same thing going to happen is what you said. Like, I would be about to see it. Like, I'm going to go get in my car and go see it, and I'd get to my car door and, and be like, no, nah, I just, I can't bring myself <laughs> to do this. I'd kind of rather do anything else right now. No, I just couldn't. I was like, I don't have time to waste on watching this piece of shit. Like, I watched. Uh, I was into the third season or the third episode of the the Halo show, and maybe about twenty five minutes in, the episode switched from Master Chief to the girl with the bad haircut and the black guy in the space station, and it was like, Hey, what are they up to? And I was like, I don't give a damn, and turned it off and haven't turned it back on. Like, when he left her there, that was a good way for them to write her out of the story. Not to give me two places to have stories. I don't care. I want to see Master Chief shooting aliens. I don't care about the Asia girl with the bad haircut. Uh, I I saw a trailer for the fourth episode, and it looks like they're still not really on the ring yet. So, don't care. I'll be back and check it out on episode five. I feel like IGN has been giving the episodes, they've been doing individual reviews for the episodes and rating them relatively high. But I mean, it's IGN, it's a video game website. I feel like everywhere else in the film and TV world, it has either been completely ignored or not reviewed very positively. So, I mean, I think that goes to show you where we're at. There, I'm sure there are Halo enthusiasts that are finding things to like about it. Heck, I defended it when we talked about it, but I haven't, I haven't gone back to it. First two so, episodes uh, were okay, man, but like... It's just not. Yeah. I just I don't have it, man. I'm not a Halo fan, and I just my don't favorite, have it. my favorite character in the Halo series has always been that Asian girl with a bad haircut. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm really glad that they're spending so much time focusing on her <laughs> because see what you're she's doing here. she's in the game. In fact, she's the essence of the game. So it's really good that they're spending so much time yeah. focusing on on her. They've got it. Whoever's making that show understands the essence <laughs> of the game. Yeah, I think that Halo is just about... I mean, really, it's it's about 15 years too late. But I was going to say 10 years too late as far as the series goes. Like, I feel like if this came out 10 years ago, before we had all of the prestige TV that we had now... I mean, this show's coming out 
the day after new episodes of Moon Knight drop, you get Halo, but you get Winning Time, and and you've got all these other shows dropping on Hulu right now. You know, The Dropout and and Super Pumped and all these different things that are out you could be watching. Apple TV's got a ton of shows. There's just so much to watch, and Halo's gonna get draw the short straw basically. But if it had come out ten years ago before we had so many options, we probably would have thought it was really good. Um, but you know, that is what it is. But you know, coming up, um, I was surprised to see, but it makes sense. Uh, the Borderlands movie is supposed to come out this year. It's slated for 2022, but doesn't have a specific release date yet. But we haven't seen a trailer. We haven't seen anything other than character silhouettes. If you remember, they dropped a bunch of posters last year. I think last year of characters, but we haven't seen anything more than that. It has a, a pretty big cast of of notable names. There are like, just some things that are so dumb to me about transitions like this. Um, like you said, it has big names. Jack Black, of course, is voicing Claptrap, which that actor, the voice actor, has been voicing Claptrap in every single game since the dawn of Borderlands games. Why replace him with Jack Black. He, he literally is the voice of the character. He's not dead. He's still alive. <laughs> He's still playing Claptrap in every single game. I get it if for some of the big characters that have faces, you want to put stars on. But for a character who's just a voice of a robot anyways, that's kind of a dick move. This is this should have been his chance to be, you know, in a Hollywood movie for the be... voice of the character. Is he not going to be? No, Jack Black is doing it instead. Instead of who? Instead of whoever actually voiced his claptrap. Oh. Yeah, this movie has Kate Blanchett, Kevin Hart, Jack Black, Jamie Lee Curtis, Haley Bennett, Edgar Ramirez, uh, Gina Gershon's in this as Mad Moxie. I mean, like, there's it's a big cast. I mean, it's directed by Eli Roth, which he has a very... Um, I have very mixed feelings for a lot of his, his films. So, I, I mean... That's going to be a whole piece. I'm intrigued. I remember Kevin Hart's casting as Roland was controversial just because Roland is like the big, you know, the soldier character. And then Kevin Hart is Kevin Hart and obviously doesn't fit that typical bill. Um, I think Borderlands is garbage. Oh, that's right. Yeah, you've, you've been on the record as not liking that game anyway. Yeah, uh, I think it's garbage. Uh, I don't know what the... I mean, that, that game is... Uh, it it's just like a fart soundboard that yeah. someone's dragging their face across. It's like a shock jock radio DJ got it is. turned into a cell shaded first person. <laughs> it literature. is. It's exactly what it is. It's garbage, and yeah. I, and it's not. And it's not the the best part about it is that like that's just you know the humor and the story. It's trash, but the gameplay is also garbage. <laughs> That <laughs> I, uh, I do respectfully disagree there. I I, I, I like trash. I like looter shooters and I like slashers and beat 'em ups and stuff like that. So uh, it does appeal to me. It's just a it's just a drag your face across your controller until you know your all your items are orange and then you can I don't know unplug your Xbox and throw it into the sun. I don't know. It's garbage. I don't like it. Transitioning from. Interesting movie casts. Uh, it's slated for this year, December 21st of Ooh. this year, is when we're supposed to get the, the the animated Mario film. 
is coming out this year. That's <laughs> developed by Illumination, which is the group that did you know Despicable Me and Minions and Secret Life of Pets and Sing. Um, you know they're doing this animated Mario movie, and uh, you know there's there's enough out there of people ta- you know debating and speaking about this cast list. Of course, you got. Chris Pratt as Mario, Anya Taylor-Joy as Princess Peach, Charlie Day as Luigi, Jack Black, again, Jack Black as Bowser, uh, Keegan-Michael Key as Toad, Seth Rogen as Donkey Kong, Fred Armisen as Cranky Kong. I mean, it's it's interesting. I, I, I have no idea what this is going to look like. I mean, well, let me take it back. I can guess what it's going to look like. It's going to look like Mario in, in animated form, but I don't know <laughs> how this movie what they're doing with it. I have no idea. So we are obviously not the target demographic for that, right? Um, it's going to be shooting for the same people that go to see Sonic. You know, it's that same age base. So it's the not... The age base that's not on Twitter. Because the people on Twitter are <laughs> yeah. the old guys like us that, have, that grew up with Mario that are shaking their fist at the world going, why are you doing this to the yeah. game that I love and grew up with? I mean, it seems like terrible casting all around. I bet it's going to be awful, and I bet little kids are going to love it and it'll make a bunch of money. Mm-hmm. It's being directed by the guys who uh, co-wrote and you know, kind of developed, created the the Teen Titans Go series. So these yeah, are the guys that makes a lot of sense. Yeah, Teen Titans Go is an annoying series. Yeah, Teen Titans the original was great. Uh, Teen Titans yep. Go was. It had a different target demographic, also. It's annoying. If you keep it on all day, you're going to have to turn it it off. It has some really messed up parts, too. I like superheroes. I like cartoons. Um, And I've I've tried. I've I've watched a lot of Teen Titans Go, actually. It's just not very good. Uh, Almost all of the other kids' superhero shows are better. (laughs) I heard that the Teen Titans Go to the movies movie that came out was actually pretty, pretty good, but I never saw it. I also I did not it. did not see it. All I know is that in one episode they go back in time and murder Batman's parents so that he becomes Batman. That's all I know. <laughs> it's pretty funny. Sounds creative. Sounds funny. You know. Yeah, they ran it the other way. They're like, Poof, and then they come out and like Bruce is sad and Robin's like, yeah, <laughs> like he murdered them. It's really funny. But I just think it's interesting, you know, we're already midway through April of this year. So Borderlands and, and Super Mario is supposed to come out this year. We haven't really seen much from those. So I'll be interested to see, you know, for all we know, like I say this and then tomorrow or, you know, not tomorrow. Tomorrow's Easter when we're recording. But sometime this week, they might say, here's the release date for Borderlands in a trailer. Like it might happen. I, I don't know. You, Jahan, you're the man. You rock. Why? Oh, that's it. I just wanted, I just felt like I had to tell you. I appreciate it. Ain't no problem, bro. Thanks, man. Um, some other upcoming series. You've got The Last of Us, the HBO's developing, which I thought was supposed to be coming out this year, but apparently they're still in production. It's not supposed to come out till 2023. So that's a show that will translate. I think that show will translate really well with HBO's production and their crew. I think Last of Us will be great. Yeah, actually, um, that'll be a good one. Yep. seems like it has competent minds behind it. You know, people like Neil Druckmann, who's one of the directors of, of some of those games, are, he's heavily involved in, I think, directing episodes of the show. And so, you know, the people that helped 
create this game or being so involved in the show, I think will help. And then yes. Pedro Pascal is just, you know, can do almost no right wrong. <laughs> I mean, really, it feels that way. The almost. he's in the new Nick Cage movie that's coming out in a couple weeks. That looks uh, good. But he, uh, but uh, no amount of Pedro Pascal can save that Wonder Woman movie. The, the thing about Last of Us is, as far as making it into a, a series, the game is really cinematic, and yeah. it's a horror game. So it already is almost this horror adventure that you just have to follow along with. And the game is hugely story-driven. Yeah. And so making a story on it is easy to do. I know Jahan said he's not a huge fan of Borderlands, but he's right about the gameplay. You smash your face in a controller, you run forward and you kill stuff till you have all orange gear. That doesn't translate into a movie. No. <laughs> it's not no. going to be good. Exactly. Uh, yeah, it's... And, and Kevin Hart cracking jokes isn't Borderlands, and Jack Black being a little robot isn't Borderlands. Borderlands is running around mindlessly shooting stuff till you can get orange gear. Um, Last of Us will be a great show, and good for them for picking that up. Yeah, no, that's that's kind of what I was going to say. Is yeah, I think the key here is like that game has story. It has story content. It has good lore. It translates to a story-based medium uh, very well. And it's just, I don't know. That's another reason I think Mario is going to be so bad. (laughs) Because the Mario games are classically Save the Princess from the Castle. And with all of that cast of characters, there's going to be a bunch of dialogue that basically it does not need to be there. There's (laughs) going to be a bunch of all of these celebrities making cameos and making stupid flat jokes for kids. Which is fine. It's a kid target movie, but that's going to be where it falls flat. Yeah. Is it? That's not Mario. Mario isn't Chris Pratt and Charlie Day screaming at each other making jokes. That's not it. That's it's never it's never happened in Mario. It's not what that game is. Yeah, the only the only Jack Black video game that I want to see as a movie is Brutal Legend. It's like it. Donkey Kong doesn't even talk. You know what I mean? And and now Jack Black's gonna voice Donkey Kong. No, oh no, Seth Rogen's Donkey Kong. Oh, uh, Jack Seth Black Rogen. is Bowser. <laughs> yeah, like Donkey Kong That's doesn't need to talk. It thinks he doesn't need to. He can, he can just like he does in the games. That's all that he needs to do. Good too, man. Y'all are doing you. some some killer Seth Rogen and Donkey Kong impressions. <laughs> uh, yeah, you know, and, and going back to The Last of Us for a second, like I I. I really liked the first Last of Us, and I loved The Last of Us Part Two. Um, the Last of Us Part Two, for me, as a story, for, from as far as video game storylines go, is probably top five all time for me. I liked it that much. It's the most emotionally impacted I've probably been by a video game ever. Um, so I'm so, so I actually really love those games. But that being said, with that series, I'm open to them taking some liberties with it. You know, I don't want to just watch. I've played those games. Yeah. And to your point, Gary, they're so story-based, and they follow a, a semi-linear path. So I'm open to exploring that world and seeing, even though you have Joel and Ellie here as, as your main characters, as the same as in the game, I'm ha- happy to see them do some different things that aren't in the game, you know, take some liberties with the story and let me see some new things. Um, I'm open to that. So I, I'm very interested and intrigued. I think when they announced it, 
you just, as the same with any other video game adaptation, I'm like, oh, yep, this is just the next one. But as time has gone on and, and with the casting they've done and the people involved, I, I do actually have somewhat high of expectations, which is rare to say for for a video game adaptation. Yeah, I think there are, you know, there, there are different things to look for when you're looking at a video game adaptation. Almost any game that's multiplayer if they're making a video game adaptation, it's probably going to suck because the point of multiplayer games is to play with other people. So you've almost lost it the second that you start making a movie of it. Uh, It's it's why Halo is always going to fall flat because you're never going to see Spartans fighting each other in Blood Gulch. And that's what Halo fans remember. Uh, You're not going to see red and blue team on the beach at Zanzibar, you know, in the giant windmill. That's that's not what's going to happen. Instead, you're getting... Master Chief's story that no one really gives a hot damn about. Well, and then you've got uh, a few other things I had on the upcoming list, and a lot. Some of these are things that have just been announced, or um, like just recently. I think within the past few weeks, they announced Amazon Prime would be doing a God of War show. Um, so that's in early, you know, pre could be early okay. pre-production. Uh, but that that again is a story-based game like last of us. And I think one of the things that's interesting with these Sony properties is, is Sony has created like a PlayStation brand of entertainment. They're trying to, to transition some of these games into entertainment. So, you know, we'll see. We'll Jack see with that. And Dexter. Jack and Dexter. There's, there's another Amazon prime series that they're doing a fallout show and i think walton goggins is supposed to be yes walter Walter goggins is playing a ghoul in a fallout television show yeah yeah so So that's that's another one i think is gonna fall flat probably Um, but like i'm gonna watch it i I, i'm gonna like i'm gonna give it a shot i'm gonna give i want to see walton goggins as a ghoul i'm gonna see that i'll turn it on and that show's gonna get watched at least (laughs) for those scenes but the again fallout the whole thing with fallout is making your own decisions Across the wasteland, it's collecting stuff, and it's sort of being abandoned and alone. And so yeah. when you make a show and you start making an ensemble cast, you, you're, you're already doing it wrong. It's the show. The show should be about how you can affect the wasteland, not about this guy's story and his ensemble cast. It, I mean, I feel, like, I feel like those games have enough of a story, uh, and they definitely have enough lore. Uh, they do. They There's definitely a have really, enough lore. They have a cool aesthetic, you know, uh, especially if they go with a New Vegas setting. I think, I think New, New Vegas, Vegas is really also, cool. I also think New Vegas would be the way to go. Yeah. Although, the Fallout 3 DC Waste would be dope, too. I don't think that Fallout is a flat no for a series. I just think that uh, it's a weird one. It's, it's a lot it's of pitfalls. definitely a weird yeah. one. Um, but I guess if Fallout's almost, it's just a Western. It's just a, an apocalyptic mm. Western, so... It, it can be done right. Um, Drew, did you say they picked a lead for that yet? I don't believe so. I want I want it to be Idris Elba. Can it be Idris Elba? <laughs> I'd watch that. He would be an inspired choice. I mean, yeah, I mean, sure. Why not? Why not? Although he's busy as Knuckles right now in the video game world. So. <laughs> That's all right. Real he busy. Can do Real busy. He could do Knuckles from home, I think. I'm sure he's doing all the mocap and everything for for Knuckles. (laughs) Yeah, right? That would be hilarious to watch. He he did do all the mocap in Lion King. 
Cool. Is he in? No, wait, is he in Lion King? No, he's in <laughs> Jungle Book. Gary's shaking his head. <laughs> I mean, you laugh, but a lot of those actors did motion cap weird motion cap work for those animals in the Lion really? King movie. Oh yeah, there's like there's weird videos of them on that set. It's strange. Uh, that's a whole other wormhole. The other thing I wanted to announce is it was back in. I can't believe it was this recent because it seems like it was forever ago. Allegedly, it was in December of 2020 when Oscar Isaac was cast as Solid Snake in a Metal Gear movie. And Jordan Vote Roberts has been attached to direct that movie since like 2014. And he has been steadily producing updates and things for it. But uh, there's been scripts going around since 2017, 2018. You've got an actor attached to it, but I have no idea if this movie's ever going to see the light. Yeah, it sounds like it's not, but I mean that those games do have the story to be a good uh, uh, movie. I think I like Metal Gear. I do too. Uh, I actually like the Metal Gear games a, uh, a fair amount, and yeah, I don't know. I'll be interested to see those. Those are the ones I had listed for upcoming. There's a lot more if you just try to research upcoming video game adaptations. But so many of them are just things that have been optioned or thrown around or, or you know, in development hell. I, I listed the ones that seem like they're really happening and have some traction. There's some that I, I forgot to even list. Like, I didn't put... They made an animated Ratchet and Clank movie that came out like that and that one came and went with a whimper like i don't think people even know it exists i watched it it's a thing it's 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 real but it there's nothing very notable about it (laughs) sure how a jack and daxter man i'm telling you so last question for y'all before we wrap what what video games you know, you kind of went into the tabletop game, so I won't go there. But of video games, is there anything you can think of that we haven't mentioned that is un- has untapped potential that could be be good? Gears of War, I think, would be a better movie, like either trilogy or maybe just a sequels. I think it would be better to watch than it was to play. Aren't they doing something? I don't know. That- that was one that was in the list that I was like, but there's been no news about that. Mm. I remember Batista pretty much campaigning to be. Yeah, that's what I remember. They, yeah, Batista. And they put him in Gears Five as a as a skin. Yep, I would love to see Gears. I would love to see uh, you know big ass dudes with machine guns chopping up aliens with chainsaw guns. Uh, you Maybe. know, that's that's every. They're kind of like zombies. They're kind of like aliens. They're nice in between. Uh, and it's just an action show, you know, but of course they would probably put it on Peacock and make it a bunch of people talking in a dark room and have like 10 minutes every two episodes of combat. So who knows? It, I think Gears of War has the potential, though. <laughs> it's got the lore. It's got the action. Uh, and it doesn't necessarily need the best cast of actors. Yeah, I think uh, Left for Dead would make really good ones. Uh, they're already broken up into those like chapters and like. You watch them do this escape to this escape to this escape to this escape to are like, you, get uh, out. Are you a fan of zombies? Me? Do you like do you like zombies? You know, sometimes, sometimes I've been known to dabble uh, a little bit in the zombies. But yes, true. I picked a zombie game. Surprise, you know, surprise. <laughs> there's this game that just came out that's really cool. It's called Lego Star Wars. 
Okay. And in it, you're these little Legos, but they have these whoa, like, whoa, laser on. swords called it, lightsabers. Are they like the same Legos from the Lego movie? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But these ones have laser swords, and they can push stuff with their minds. Mm. And I feel like that's a really good idea for a movie. Like they should make, they maybe they should make a a Lego Star Wars movie, but with real people. They should. I, that would probably be good. Would be good. I'd watch that. Yeah, Disney. Here, y'all should buy that property. They also they also have another Legos games uh, where you're like carrying jewelry to like uh, some sort of tropical destination, okay. some sort of like magma Got area. Mm-hmm. Yeah, sounds fun. <laughs> I'm trying to think of any other games that we haven't mentioned. Like what's up? I mean, there's so many, man. Uh, uh, I'm just trying to think of what I've what I've even played recently. Yeah. Ooh. Well, I mean, they are talking about doing Elden Ring. I don't know how well that would translate. I don't even know what that would be about, honestly. I play a lot of turn-based RPGs, and of course they've tried with Final Fantasy before. I, I've actually never seen that movie, the Final Fantasy Spirits Within. Movie it's that came okay. Out forever ago. It's not Spirits great. Within has, like, nothing to do with Final Fantasy. The no. other one, Advent Children, is clad in Sephiroth, and that one's pretty dope. Oh, I've seen Advent Children. I okay. liked it. The other one, the other one, I saw in theaters when it came out when I was a kid, man. And that movie, I mean, while it's totally fine and watchable, and like it, for the time, it was really pretty. It has nothing to do with anything, as far as I know, doing with Final Fantasy. You know, I did just spend a lot of time playing Horizon, uh, the sequel, and that's you know kind of a post-apocalyptic world, but where machines have taken over, and you've got the machine dinosaurs. But but that's just one that you get into that weird video game gray area where that just makes for such a good game. Cause it's all about your strategy and how to take down these dinosaurs. And if they made a, a trying to make a series of it, if, if the budget wasn't there and the dinosaurs or creatures didn't look good, it, it just, it'd be bad from the start. So I don't know. I feel like it has potential. A lot about those, those, those big uh, sandbox games too. A, a lot of what you're doing as a gamer is you're exploring the map. And you're exploring it for the first time and you're collecting things. That doesn't, those feelings don't translate into TV. You're not exploring that world for the first time when you're watching it on TV. And when the character is collecting things or, you know, getting the achievement, you're not, you're not feeling the same way for collecting the notes uh, when you're watching someone else do it. Yeah. So you're right. I think that's another cool world uh, where there's definitely some cool enemies and cool combat to be had but it seems like something that would run a season or two and then run flat. No, you were saying uh, turn-based, though. Uh, I think Fire Emblem could have some potential. Uh, I think those could be pretty cool. Uh, some of the Zelda franchise maybe might do okay. Uh, I'm not sure which one I would pick. Zelda's the one I feel like they've been trying for a bit, you know, and it's just hard because we're all used to the silent protagonist there, and as soon as you put somebody into the shoes of Link, it's just... It's like it's like big shoes to fill in the minds of the fans who have you know have their vision of what Link is. I think Hope that's it's just, just Jack Black. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean you could do something with Metroid. There's some Nintendo problems. Oh yeah, Metroid would actually be pretty cool. Yeah, actually that that's that's actually my favorite one I've heard so far. Metroid would be really cool. I think Metroid. I think that I think that's a winner. Um, 
Or like, I'd rather see the Illumination movie instead of Super Mario. I'd rather see them do Star Fox because it's you can Star Fox celebrity voicing Fox and have these cool animals that fly starships and go on missions together. Like that could be fun. You can even keep that exact same cast of voice actors they have for Star Fox and just make them different characters. Yeah, have Chris Pratt as Fox and have Charlie Day as Slippy the Toad. Keegan Michael (laughs) Key as as, uh, Peppy. (laughs) <laughs> Who's going to be Falco of that group? Because um, Jack Black could be the evil, one of the, you know, um, Star Wolf's team. That <laughs> big, you know, that could be, yeah. that could be Jack Black. That could be Jack Black. I don't know who I would cast as Falco. Um, but yeah, no, those those are actually both really good picks. Metroid and Star Fox would both be dope. Uh, sounds like Nintendo. It sounds like we th- seem to think that Nintendo has the grease. Uh, to go forward. Which is funny because they're probably the ones between Sony, Microsoft, and Nintendo. Nintendo's the most protective of yeah. their characters because they're they're legendary. But I, there's there's potential there. But yeah, I think, think that's about it. Unless y'all have anything else you want to add today? Nope. No, I don't think so. No, it sounds well. like... So that's it. Uh, thank you everyone for listening to our video game chat. If you have any uh, video games that you would like to see turn into movies, hit us up on Twitter uh, with the hashtag digitize me. Uh, and uh, I'm Drahananon at RockFact on Twitter. It's me, Casualty CDG, and you can find me at Casualty CDG on all of the social medias. If you like tabletop role-playing games, come see me and Jahan every Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday from 8 p.m. until 11 p.m. Central Standard Time. Jahan and I play tabletop role-playing games, read about them, or interview people from the tabletop role-playing space. Uh, mostly people in the professional industry, but sometimes just the friends. Um, also, uh, right now we're playing Wild Sea. We're playing Icons. And we're playing Modern Age. So we, we play in all sorts of things that aren't D&D. If you want to see new systems, new settings, all kinds of strange characters, uh, we've got lots of things to inspire you. Jahan's juggling at least three storylines at a time all the time. Um, so stop by fresh out the box. Thanks guys. And we'll see you on the next in. I am drew Munhausen at drew Munhausen on Twitter. And this has been episode 41 of fresh out the podcast. Catch us next week where we'll be talking about all the other things that we've been watching and we'll, uh, we'll catch you then stay fresh everyone.